This is Afternoon Drive with Anilo Piro and Cody Rourke, presented by Superbook Sports. 522. Welcome on back to the program. It is Afternoon Drive right here on My Life Sports Radio. Anilo Piro and Cody Rourke in the house. Danny Bailey and Logan Heselius behind the glass holding it down for us. And uh, the Denver Broncos are making their way through the preseason. They've got a preseason matchup in week two now against the Buffalo Bills. And to talk about it, let's bring in Joe Marino. You can follow him on Twitter at the Joe Marino. And uh, he's host the Lock On Bills podcast and also founder of the Draft Network, a friend of yours, Cody. And uh, away we go. Joe, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time, my man. Welcome into the Denver Airwaves. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, looking forward to this game on Saturday. So, you know, Joe, I want to start things off. You know, there's a the former Denver Bronco that's really kind of graced the presence in Buffalo, has really bought into Bill's Mafia. Uh, Von Miller coming over. Now, the question I have to ask you, have you guys seen DJ Sauce Von the Don? Because that's kind of Von Miller's alter ego. He, You know, he's a DJ. He, he usually brings a lot of his setup to the locker room. Has he done that yet in Buffalo? You know, I can't confirm that he's done that yet, but there's – a definite understanding that he's endeared himself to his teammates and, <laughs> and all the things that, you know, you and I have spoken about in the past and showed up in a very brief stint in LA, you know, are showing up in Buffalo where, you know, he's becoming a real fixture in the locker room. Guys are gravitate, gravitating towards him. He's taking on a leadership role and making an impact in the Buffalo community already with some different initiatives that he started. And so, it's been really cool to see a player of you know his magnitude, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame type guy, you know, come into his third team in what a 12th season in the league, 33 years old, and it's all still so important to him. It's not just about getting that third Super Bowl. It's about what it means for him to be a pro and to be part of the community and be part of the locker room. I think in everything you promised he would be, Cody. Yeah, he, he's shown up and, and has been that already to this point in Buffalo. Well, I mean, he embodied what it means to be the face of a franchise for, for years on years here in Denver. And, you know, for what it's worth, I actually know the person who taught him how to spin on the turntables. He actually used to do a show with me for a little bit, I swear to God. DJ Squizzy <laughs> Taylor is the one who got him back into that. So I, I hope you guys get to hear his progress out there in Buffalo. But, you know, there was some optimism in the offseason that maybe he'd come back here. Maybe he'd sign with the Rams. I'm not sure many people had the Buffalo Bills on Von Miller's radar when the offseason first started. How surprising was it that he ended up signing with Buffalo and obviously got an interesting deal uh, with the years, with the money, the whole line, uh, the whole line? What was kind of the thought process from Buffalo's perspective bringing in a 33-year-old Von Miller? Well, you knew the Bills needed to find more pass rush. And, you know, they were very good at getting pressure. I mean, the highest pressure rate in the league last year, but the correlation of pressure to sacks is where you know, things didn't work out, and they needed a closer. They needed a finisher. And you watch that Chiefs game in the divisional round, and they got a lot of pressure on Pat Mahomes. Couldn't finish, couldn't finish plays. And so the need for a big-time pass rusher was quite apparent, but it never crossed my mind that it would come in the form of Von Miller. I wasn't even thinking about Von Miller until, you know, it came across a notification that Von Miller <laughs> agreed to a six-year, $120 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. You know, that wasn't a player that was on my radar at all. I thought, Chandler Jones was certainly a, an option, but you know, once he once he went to the Raiders, there was this widespread belief that the Bills had missed out on adding that pass rushing presence. Nobody was thinking of Von Miller, and then it happened, and reality kicked in, and you saw him in a press conference with the Bills background behind him, and and you you understand that this is really real, and you know, I I think what it just comes down to is 
there's an understanding of what this Bills team is capable of getting done this year. And, you know, I think Vaughn's definitely wanting to get that third Super Bowl, and um, he wants to be the missing link for this Buffalo Bills team. He's exactly what we described in terms of needing a finisher that's going to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground in the, in the playoffs. And that's what they got him to do. And, you know, we saw him show up in the postseason for, for, for L.A. last year. You saw him show up in the Super Bowl. And that's what the Bills are hoping to get out of Von Miller this season. Well, and ironically enough, the Bills will open the season with the Rams Thursday night football to kick things off. Von versus his former team, but also for a Buffalo Bills team that many people peg as the leading favorite right now to be the Super Bowl contender representing the AFC this year. And I think when you look back at everything, the, the game that they had against the Chiefs, you mentioned that, like not being able to get Patrick Mahomes to the ground. Von Miller adds an element. I think Gregory Rousseau is going to take a huge step this upcoming season is why I had a chance to speak with him in L.A. during Radio Row. Really liked his mindset that he had, and he had no idea that you know several months later Von Miller would be his teammate. Uh, but outside of that, kind of looking at the preseason week one, Buffalo obviously coming away with a 27-24 victory against the Indianapolis Colts. You know, A lot of the other guys getting some run. No Josh Allen in this game. You got to see a lot of Matt Barkley and a lot of former Bronco Case Keenum. Uh, for the second preseason game, do you think that the Bills will play any of their starters offensively or defensively this upcoming week? Well, you know, Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, is pretty tight-lipped on this type of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's it's pretty much a guess at this point. But if you go back to last year, you know, the, the first three-week uh, three preseason, if you will, you know, he really didn't get those starters going until that third game where they played the entire first half. Uh, as kind of the quote-unquote dress rehearsal for the start of the season. Now, I don't know if the Bills kicking off the year on Thursday night maybe changes that plan a little bit. I know that he's going to want to get them some run at some point. They don't want you know, they want them to go through that that rhythm, that process of getting ready for a game, playing in the game, you know, all the mechanics of doing it. It will happen at some point. It's just a matter of if they're going to do it this week, you know, at home in front of the uh, the, the the Bills fans out there, or if they're going to do it next week on the road in Carolina. Ooh, very interesting. I did have another question for you here uh, real quick as it relates to the preseason. Obviously, we know Gabe Davis had a fantastic game in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Four touchdown catches for him. Stephon Diggs obviously coming back, but really kind of opening things up with the departure of Cole Beasley, that number three wide receiver spot. And I had said this earlier. I felt like just initially when they made the signing, I thought Jamison Crowder might be one of the most underrated signings of all of free agency, and I feel like he could have a big role in Buffalo. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of turn this upside down on you and maybe go in a, in a direction that people don't expect, but former Bronco Isaiah McKenzie has a, a real strong grip on being the featured slot receiver for the Buffalo Bills. You know, ever since the Bills got him off waivers from Denver um, a few years ago, you know, he's kind of quietly just been around. You know, the Bills signed him to a couple of different contract extensions. He's had different opportunities kind of as a gadgety type player and then you know, when Cole Beasley had to miss a game, he stepped in and was kind of very productive. And it's always been, you know, what would he do with more on his plate? What would he do with more opportunity? And I think we're going to find out this year because he has been the training camp darling for this team. I mean, when you when you would ask the people that have been around the team for the time that they were at St. John's Fisher in, in training camp, you know, the, the, the name, the overwhelming name is Isaiah McKenzie as a slot receiver for this team. I mean, so much so that, you know, Jamison Crowder played in that game against the Colts last week, and Isaiah McKenzie didn't dress. You know, he, he's pretty secure in this role. And so my expectations right now is that it's going to be Diggs and Davis as your primary you know, one-two punch, but that slot receiver, which we know is a big role for this Bills football team, 
that's looking like Isaiah McKenzie, who happens to be Josh Allen's longest tenured wide receiver. So wow. I know that things didn't go well in Denver, but it's really kind of been an upward tick for, for McKenzie in Buffalo, and it looks like he's going to be a heavily, heavily featured part of this offense in 2022. We're chatting with Joe Marino. He's the co-founder of the Draft Network and the host of the Locked on Bills podcast. You can check him out on Twitter, at the Joe Marino. And I want to ask you, though, about Isaiah McKenzie. I was getting ready to bring him up. Like, In your opinion, what was it about Buffalo that allowed him to kind of get comfortable and develop a little bit of a role for himself? And I know that the Broncos at the time when he was with them were you know, a little bit of a discombobulated organization, especially, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But what was it about Buffalo that allowed Isaiah McKenzie to gel with that team, right? You mentioned how he's the longest-tenured wide receiver for Josh Allen. Uh, what, what are some of the factors that went into uh, Isaiah McKenzie kind of developing into his skill set in Buffalo? Well, I think it's important to go back when you talk Isaiah McKenzie. You have to go back to Georgia and what we saw in a very brief amount of time with the Denver Broncos. And while we kind of know that he's an explosive playmaker with some twitch and, and kind of a you know, a, a smaller player, but a lot of dynamic movement skills and quickness. The issue with Isaiah McKenzie was ball handling and just being, you know, as a punt returner, securely handling the football, not fumbling, all those types of things. And that was a problem for him, <clears throat> excuse me, at Georgia. And then, I mean, obviously a massive problem with the Denver Broncos. And so when he came to Buffalo, I was pretty dismissive. I said, look, you know, I, I get to the appeal for some of the big play stuff, but if you can't take care of the football, then you're, you know, the risk reward there is not very very good, especially for a player of, of McKinsey's stature. But it just I, I think it, it was probably just a light bulb moment for him that to kind of hone in on taking care of the ball. And he had issues early in Buffalo, but kind of just year after year it's gotten better and better. And I think where he's really won over Sean McDermott and the team and the fan base is just the personality. I mean, he's the self proclaimed face of the franchise. Well, we know it's Josh Allen, but that doesn't stop you know, Isaiah McKenzie from every opportunity coming out and saying he's the face of the franchise and you know, talking about the amount of touchdowns that he scored one year, uh, you know, kind of challenging Stephon Diggs for touchdowns for, uh, in the season. And, you know, he's, he's that guy that's just kind of, they, they call him, you know, he's a little pesky guy, but he's got a lot of personality. And, and I think he's just one of the glue guys for the football team. And, you know, I think he's worked really hard. He's, in, you know, and bought into the culture and, and has quietly just done his thing. And um, the Bills have gravitate towards those types of guys. And they, they like to bring up players that have been doubted, that have been through some adversity, and you know, see what they're made of. And, and it's been a very steady climb for Isaiah. And I think he's just kind of bought in, and his personality has allowed him to stick around, and he's improved. And now, you know, maybe wouldn't be surprised anyone if he gets 80 to 100 targets this year as the Bills featured slot receiver. And the situation that the Bills don't play any of their starters, because I don't think that you're going to see any starters play for Denver. Nathaniel Hackett has kind of said, he's like, I don't like the preseason. He's like, I don't want to get, I don't want my guys to get hurt. And, you know, he's very firm on that. So who are some names for whether it's the Bills second team offense or defense that uh, Broncos fans should keep an eye out for this week as somebody who could potentially impact what the Broncos want to do? Yeah, offensively, I want to mention Khalil Shakir, a fifth-round pick out of Boise State. I think he had about 92 yards receiving in the in the Colts game, and a lot of buzz from him in camp. Uh, Inside-outside type receiver, good route runner, you know, good hands, kind of explosive athlete. A guy that you know, as a draft guy, I thought he was kind of a third-round pick. I was surprised that he fell to the fifth round. That the Bills were able to get him there, and you know, the early returns have been really outstanding there. That would be a player on on offense that I'd, I'd definitely be focused in on. And then defensively, the real the real story is the two young corners that the Bills have. Their first-round pick, Kyer Elam out of Florida, but also six-round pick, Christian Benford out of Villanova. He has earned first-team reps for this Bills defense throughout camp. He started this 
this preseason game last week against the Colts, and you know there's some belief out there that Benford is a six-round pick from Villanova could start instead of Kyrie Elam, the Bills' first-round pick, who's not been a disappointment. It's just more about Benford being really, really outstanding to this point. You know, they're going to be on the field at the same time. It'll be a good, uh, you know, good test against Denver and, and you know, the creativity that uh, Nathaniel Hackett can present. And, you know, the, the Broncos have some pretty good depth at receiver as well. Obviously, you hate to see Tim Patrick go down, but it'd be a good test for, for both teams there. And so the young corners on defense and then even, you know, the young receivers on offense and Kalisha Kieran, I'd even toss Isaiah Hodgins into that mix, a 30-year player out of Oregon State that brings some size and has had a good camp and showed up in a big way against the Colts as well. That is Joe Marino. Do yourself a favor and follow him on Twitter at the Joe Marino. He's the co-founder of the Draft Network, host of the Locked On Bills podcast. I'm actually curious. I came across this when Cody mentioned we're going to have you on the show today. Plug a little bit about the Draft Network. It seems like a pretty uh, interesting concept you guys got going on over there. Yeah, DraftNetwork.com, and we cover the NFL Draft all year long. I think we've got like 350 scouting reports right now for 2023 wow. players. So if you want to get a jump on on the you know the next wave of Denver Broncos, another outstanding draft class, you know, you know they don't have the early picks, but you know we we go deep, and so we can definitely uh, get you guys ready for the draft and a lot of cool features over there at the DraftNetwork.com. Fantastic stuff, Joe. Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. We'll do it again soon and see how this season shakes out for the Broncos and the Bills. All right, thanks for having me, guys. There goes that was a fun one. Good guest. A lot of great insight from Joe. I mean, yeah. Joe Joe's got a lot of good knowledge as to like what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. You know, it's kind of going back to like the backstory on Isaiah McKenzie a little bit. I mean, last year against the Patriots, the Patriots had no answer for him. I believe he had like 11 catches, 125 yards on 12 targets last year. Dare I say a fantasy sleeper. If he's going to get some reps this year playing the slot, you know, Davis and and Diggs, you know, double team. He will actually there. And you know what, actually, you know, in his answer there, it brought me back to the conversation you and I had yesterday about Josh Allen briefly. You know, I'm not. Even, I think part of the reason Isaiah McKenzie didn't succeed here is because the Broncos were a mess. Yeah. In a in a simple in a nutshell, the Broncos it. did not know what they were doing on the offensive side of the ball. Much like maybe Josh Allen wouldn't have succeeded here. No. Well, you know, something. it's about fit as much as anything. Sometimes it really is. And, and look, I'm excited for this weekend's game against the Buffalo Bills. Things gonna be a good test for the Broncos. A lot of their young guys. We'll see if Brett Ripon gets to start. Whether it's Josh Johnson being able to work with those same receivers, Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson, Seth Williams. The list goes on and on and on and on. Never. But stops. you know what? That game kicks off on Saturday, 11 a.m. Mountain Time on the NFL Network or local channels. Make sure you check it out. It'll be a good one. Five seconds down, believe it or not. One more to go. Let's uh, hit a break, come back, put a bow on the show, update you guys on what's happening with some baseball scores, do a little Nuggets conversation, finish off with the Broncos, and away we go. It is Afternoon Drive, Pure and Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, back in a few. Get out with OP.